Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is an AAC champion in the 1650 after winning the event in her first ever 1650. And she is now a member of the Tennessee Vols. Today, we are talking to Kristen Stakey. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm meeting you for the first time, but I've I've seen your names and headlines since since uh, March, I guess. It's almost a year now, um, <laughs> and and it's been I'm guessing it's been a roll uh, a whirlwind year for you. So I'm excited to kind of break that down and get your perspective on it. Um, I want to start with a dual meet you had just a couple weeks ago against Georgia, uh, and I think what was one of your first dual meets for Tennessee. You won the thousand in nine forty point eight. Tell me about that. So that is blazing. Um, basically, I just kind of relaxed through it and just um, saw what I could do. I didn't really have any expectations. I kind of just wanted to get my hand on the wall first, um, get some points for Tennessee. And it was just it was just fun and relaxing. What was that intimidating at all going up against, you know, I mean, among others, Courtney Harnish, who is an NCAA All-American, SEC All-American. I mean, you know, and UGA in general, they're definitely a, a top tier team. Was that intimidating at all? You, you, you seemed pretty relaxed about it. Um, a little bit, but I kind of just like to stay like in my own head and just not really think about like who I'm versing other than like myself, just try to get my own best times and like do good for myself and not really focus on anyone else. That's, I feel like that is a perspective that a lot of swimmers strive for, but uh, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Was that, is that something you've, you've always been able to channel pretty easily or is that something you've worked on for, for a while now? Um, I don't say that I've always had that mindset. Uh, I used to get really scared at like meets and stuff, but ever since I kind of like got more experience in college and at like bigger meets, I kind of learned how to just like stay in my own head before my race and kind of channel out everything else. Yeah. Was there, was there anyone who helped you specifically channel that? Or was that something that was a more internal process for you? Um, my whole team definitely helps me a lot. And my coaches, um, like sometimes I will go up to them and be like, oh, I'm so nervous. Or like, I don't, I'm pretty new at distance. Like it's been only like a couple months. So I'll ask them for advice or we have um, a mental trainer that will help us like relax. His name is Dr. Joe before our meets like we'll just kind of take some deep breaths as a team together and that really helps a lot so 
So it sounds like a group effort. And as you mentioned, For sure. you are, you are newer to distance training. So let's, yeah. let's back it up a little bit. <laughs> um, you came to uh, East Carolina university uh, in the season 2019, 2020 season as a freshman, uh, you, were you recruited as, as a sprinter? Is that correct? Yeah, I committed for the 50 and 100 freestyle. <laughs> uh, so what happened after that? Um, how did you end up, you know, throughout the course of that season, uh, swimming the mile at the AAC championships? <clears throat> um, so all like my life, I was, I, well, I thought I was a 50 freestyler and I kind of I was kind of stubborn about it. Like, Oh, why would I be in the 500? Like I'm a sprinter. And I just tried to stick, like stick to the 50, but, um, actually in high school, right before I went to East Carolina, like a couple months before I did, um, my first suited 500, <laughs> it was, it was a 458. Um, but my coaches were like, oh, like that's, that has potential. Um, so then I went to East Carolina a couple months later and I said um, for the first dual meet against ODU, I think, um, I just asked to be in the 500. And uh, I think I got second with a 501, um, which wasn't, which wasn't that bad. So they put me in the like mid distance group instead of like the sprint group and uh, throughout that season I just kept um being put in the 500 um and the 200 never the mile though or the thousand <laughs> um and I just ended up dropping like 15 seconds um at mid-season that year and then that's when I realized like oh I think I am a distance swimmer like <laughs> I think I was always meant to be one, but maybe I was kind of scared at that idea, like when I was younger. Um, so, so then I was supposed to be putting my first thousand at the last dual meet at East Carolina, but I got sick, so I couldn't go. So for conference, I was in the mile with like, like a blind mile. Like I really didn't know like how to swim it. I've never practiced it. I don't really know what to expect at all. So I just went into it like, like whatever happens, happens, you know, like just, just swim, I guess. And I was in like the prelims um, too. So it was like a random time in the middle of the afternoon. And I just like, basically just closed my eyes and just did it. And I didn't know like that was a, pretty good time when I finished but like my coach came up to me and he's like oh do you know what you just did and I'm like no <laughs> I didn't really know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a few more questions about that mile in a minute but I do want to back it up a little bit you know you said when you were younger you were scared of distance training yeah as many people are, why wouldn't you want to swim the 50 free? It sounds way more fun. What, what, what about distance training um, were you so adamant to avoid when you were younger? Um, honestly, it's just, just the longer stuff like was really intimidating to me. And 
the sets for the distance group was a lot more than the sets for the sprint group. And I just really thought like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a sprinter. Like, <laughs> are they trying like for distance? Um, but I guess I should have like listened earlier. <laughs> and I guess, oh, I was just sorry. I was just going to say like the events you swim, you don't really get to choose. Like they kind of choose you. And, you know, I mean, it seems like it's worked out for well for you in the long run so far. Um, but when, when you were younger, uh, did you start swimming pretty early? Were you playing other sports? Yeah, I started swimming when I think I was seven at my club team. But I was never serious until maybe sophomore year of high school when I was kind of doing a little bit better in the 50. And like mm -hmm. going to state for that, but I wasn't like placing very high. Um, but it was always kind of like a fun sport for me <laughs> until it started getting more serious when I was uh, a little bit older. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and something that's, I don't know, I wouldn't say distance training is necessarily fun. So, yeah. so if you're not, you know, fully committed to something or if you're not really serious about it like you said you weren't a little bit later mm -hmm. I, I totally get wanting to be a sprinter that sounds way more yeah fun. <laughs> yeah it's definitely it's definitely hard work but um I I do like feel great after completing like a long distance practice like I it just makes me feel good <laughs> so yeah I mean tell me about that transition at, uh, at East Carolina in your freshman year when you started training mid-D, was that something that you felt pretty natural doing or did that take some getting used to? Um, I think it was, it was pretty natural. Um, we still didn't like, we did distance training like only a couple times a week there. So it wasn't like a big step from sprint. Um, it's only like, because like the other parts of the week we would do some sprint stuff too mm -hmm. um so it was more gradual there um so it wasn't too bad for me <laughs> nice <laughs> so it, it, a, a fairly natural progression and then you swim this mile at, at aacs uh again 16 11 9 um what were your what was your that night when you saw the a final go and you're like oh i i won oh yeah that was kind of fun i was like on the sidelines all done um and like change and everything and i was watching like their splits compared to what i went in the morning and i was like really nervous i think i was more nervous watching the a final than before my actual swim <laughs> but it was kind of fun to like be watching and like you've already swam but like stressful at the same time that makes sense I mean you can't control what they're doing right yeah it's a lot it's a lot more out there but I mean so you win the event you did you did you realize that you had broken the conference record after your prelim swim no I didn't I I didn't even know like what a decent time was <laughs> for the mile <laughs> 
um, was what was the reaction from your team like? I mean, were they surprised? Were they like, we knew you were going to go really fast? <laughs> um, some of them did say like they expected it because of how like hard I trained and like the drops I had in my 500 over the season. But overall, they were like really surprised, especially like my coach. And uh, they were just all saying like, do you know what you just did? Like, that's amazing. But <laughs> sounds, it sounds like an overall good time. Uh, yeah. So after that championships, I, and I, maybe even the cherry on top was that that time got you an invite to the NCAA championships, Yeah. Uh, which ultimately didn't happen. But was that even on your radar as a freshman in college? Um, I mean, I always have like goals that kind of go above and beyond, but I didn't really expect it because like I came in as like a mediocre, like 50 freestyler. So I wasn't really like expecting to go to big meets like that and like winning conference. Um, it was, uh, it was a big shock to me when I found out (laughs) that I made it. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that might've changed your mindset a little bit or changed your perception of yourself as a swimmer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely raised my goals a little bit after that. And, (laughs) um, I just, I kind of believe in myself more now. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like, seems like, uh, that would be certainly a reassuring swim to have. Um, so, so after NCAAs was ultimately canceled, um, soon after that month, you announced you're transferring to Tennessee. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what into that, what went into that decision? Um, I just decided that I needed to kind of expand and like advance my swimming a little bit more. And, um, it was actually a really tough decision, but I know I made the right one now. Um, <laughs> my parents knew Matt because of my sister and they like really loved him and everything and they loved Tennessee. So that was always like my number one choice. And it um, just solidified it once I got to talk to him and some of the, um, the teammates here. Yeah, I, I love Matt too. He's, yeah. he's a great dude. And uh, Knoxville is one of my favorite cities in the United States. It's a great place to be. So I, I hear you there, Kristen. Yeah. Um, what what I, I'm guessing you didn't see coming, what the whole swimming community didn't see coming is that, you know, just weeks after you announced your transfer from East Carolina, uh, the team gets cut. Um, can you, you know, just take me through your reaction to hearing of that news? Yeah, I was honestly so shocked. Like some of my friends from ECU talked to me and they said like, there's a possibility it could be cut. And I was like, oh, don't worry. Like, I mean, they won, like the boys won conference and the girls did really good too. I'm like, so I just, I really didn't expect it. I was so shocked. And um, I feel so bad for everyone that was affected. 
I mean, I, I, yeah, the whole, the whole swimming community was certainly in shock from that. I think that was one of the, if not the first big swim mm-hmm. program cut, you know, post, post the start of the pandemic. And so that was, that was a big hit. And, uh, it seems like you got out at the right time, but obviously yeah. that's, that's a, you, you never want to see something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's tough, but you, you move on to Knoxville. Can you take me through your summer and fall just in terms of training? Cause I'm guessing it was a little all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of funny. Um, our pools were closed, obviously like most of the country, so I was kind of nervous because going to like an SEC school with a new team, new coaches that don't really know me and like um, how I work, I, I thought I'd be a little out of shape and um, not ready for it. So me and my sister and my dad bought a <laughs> um, above ground pool and we put it in our garage because it was like Illinois, April is pretty cold still and we attached a tether to the garage wall and just swam on the tether um in our garage for a couple weeks and it the water was so cold we had to wear like full body wetsuits (laughs) because none of the heaters like work that we got it was it was a process but we really tried to um stay in shape and stay in the water uh sometimes we went to me and my sister Rachel we went to lakes with our wetsuits but (laughs) that was a little too cold um in April we didn't stay very long (laughs) in the lakes yeah I wouldn't have either that sounds (laughs) awful I'm I'm from Missouri so I know what those lakes are like in April um man so so you really you went out of your way to get in the water. Were you doing anything outside of the water as well? Um, yeah, I did a lot of biking actually. Um, like I would bike like 15, 20 miles sometimes. Um, and I tried to run, but I'm just, I'm not a good runner. I made it like two miles maybe. And I had to go back. (laughs) (laughs) I I prefer swimming for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like most swimmers are not made for land sports. Yeah, uh, like they're very different. Very different. Did and then throughout the summer, were you able to get into water more at all? Yeah, my club team um, ended up opening up with Dave, and uh. We went back into it pretty fast, back into like the hard practices, the doubles, the 12,000 a day, stuff like that, which I think was good for me in the long run. I needed that. It was kind of hard at the beginning because obviously I was a little out of shape, but I I definitely needed that. How, how, what club team was it? Um, FOC or FMC. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And uh, how long would you say it took you to kind of get back to where, to a place where you were like, okay, I'm back. I'm in shape. I feel good in the water. I think it was kind of hard because I kept having to like get back out because of like an injury for a little, that was like two weeks, but 
Um, I I think it took me until probably like August. I think it's a little harder for like the distance um, swimmers to get back in shape, um, get your endurance back. But then I got Corona in September. So that was hard too. I had to backtrack again. So it was just like a roller coaster for the first couple months. Yeah. And was that while you were at Tennessee? Yeah, I got it. Um, mid-September at Tennessee and it it took me at least a month to get back into shape after that one okay corona was tough (laughs) that from everything I've heard I I can imagine that it was and on top of that you're in a whole new training and you're in a whole new living situation training environment new coaches new teammates I mean what was adjusting to that like um I mean, change is always hard, but like here, the teammates and coaches and staff just made it really easy for me. Like the whole team was so welcoming and I connected with them so well. And they're like my best friends. Like um, we relate so much and the coaches were just so like nice and caring and helpful. And like, they know that it's really hard to like come from a different college or like home um, just anywhere and the change is really hard but they're so supportive and understanding about everything that they just made it really easy nice did was the training itself a big adjustment for you just in terms of the kinds of workouts or what you were doing in the water yeah we swim distance practices a lot more often than I did at um, ECU, which was a big change. And my body had to get used to it for sure for at least a couple of weeks. And um, the Corona thing didn't help at the beginning either. So I had like kind of a rough few weeks um, just adjusting to everything and trying to get back into shape. But um, I know that's like what I need, like a lot more longer and harder practices um (laughs) and i i like it now i was that was my next question do you (laughs) do you have you found yourself enjoying these longer workouts and if so what what do you enjoy about them i love it um i love working with um the distance girls claire and amanda too here and it's just it's kind of relaxing just doing like a long set you can you just you keep your head down in the water for like minutes at time and just like think to yourself and kind of relax and like um have a song in your head (laughs) the whole time I I love it I don't know if anyone's ever described a distance workout as relaxing (laughs) it is like you just get to think for like two hours to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds a lot more enticing than my experience with distance training, but I mean, I don't, maybe I should give it another shot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So did you get to race at all in that, uh, in that fall semester? Yeah. The first semester at Tennessee. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we had 
Um, a couple inner squad meets um, where we would split the team into four teams or two teams. And that was just to get like, to get back in the feel of racing, kind of see where you're at and um, get ready for like the actual meets. And then we had Kentucky um, and then Vanderbilt and then Kentucky came back to us and then Georgia. Yeah, so you, so you got to race quite a bit. I, take me take me through one of those inner squads that was memorable to you of just how it went for you, both in your races and as well as just kind of the environment and the experience. Yeah, um, like the team just gets so excited for those meets, and it I love that because it just feels like like a real meet, you know. Essentially, like it is, but it just feels so exciting and it's so loud and we get really competitive, even though it's like, we're one team. We like to like win that in our like split up teams. And it was actually my first meet that I've ever done the thousand and the 500 as like my dual meet lineup. Cause at ECU, I did the five and the two hundred. Um, so I was kind of nervous about that. Uh, I didn't know if like I could do both at once and, um, but I, I think it went pretty well and the team was just so supportive and excited for like me and everyone else at that meet. Were, were you satisfied overall with how you raced? Yeah, I was. The times were um they were all right for me but just the fact that like I did it and finish uh well and just that the whole team was there like supporting it was it was great and and since then has there been a dual meet experience that has stood out to you um you know Kentucky Vanderbilt Georgia uh has there, has there been a highlight so far yeah I think Georgia because like I I've never went that fast in a thousand before and honestly like I didn't know if I could even um like and the 500 I just missed my best time at the dual meet and I like didn't suit up or taper or anything so that's kind of exciting it makes me excited for the meets to come this month and March and see yeah. what I can do. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it seems like you're, you're in a good place physically now was the training in the last couple months at a whole new level for you, just because you were in a place where, you know, you were healthy, you were in shape and, and you could get some solid work in. Yeah. Um, we definitely had a lot of hard days, but uh, I think those were needed for sure. And once like my body got used to that type of training, um, I like learned to love it, like I said, and like, uh, it definitely helps me a lot for meets and in the long run. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've been to Tennessee before their Matt and, and their staff are very innovative with what they do in and out of the pool have you learned or what have you learned 
uh, about yourself just as an athlete, not even necessarily as a swimmer from being there for, you know, six, seven months now? Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot. Um, the biggest lesson I've learned, I think, is that swimming is more than just like just practicing, you know, just swimming. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it, like the stuff you do on the outside of the pool, like the dry land and the mental training and eating and sleeping and um, like how you interact with your team and coaches and um like using equipment on the pool deck, like racks and towers and um, some drills that like I've never heard of before. Like (laughs) they come up with a lot of stuff that is just really good and like add it all together just really helps. Yeah. For swimming. Matt is is the best at coming up with things you've never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> do you have do you have a favorite thing that uh, a drill, uh, you know, a set that you've done that you're like this is wild but has been really good? Um I think there's nothing specific, but just like every day there's something like new or like exciting on the pool deck that I would have never thought of. I think they emphasize like breathing a lot at practice. Um, well, we will like float to the bottom of the pool and then, <laughs> and then float back up and do that for like 10 minutes straight. And it just, it helps a lot more than you would think just breathing would or like we do like dolphin dives sometimes and those those help to help like get a feel of the water just things you would never expect to like put in a practice or like are put in a practice (laughs) (laughs) uh going going down to the bottom of the pool coming back up you know, you mentioned that is a breathing exercise. What do you feel like that's helpful with? Because I think that sounds great, but also it, it really helpful. But what do you find that's helpful with specifically? Yeah, I feel um, the most uh, helpful it is, is with, with like kind of your anxiety before like a practice or a meet and just stabilizing your breath and making sure you're getting like full exhales um just get your lungs like just like wake up your lungs basically and it's really relaxing too just helps a lot with like pre-swim anxiety yeah that sounds great um i'm gonna start doing that (laughs) to start my day (laughs) yeah (laughs) it sounds like a great way to to start your morning um (laughs) I, I, sorry, I'll stop gushing, but that's, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, so, so moving forward, it, it sounds like you're in a good place. We hopefully are, you know, going to have conference meets and CAAs, but before that, even um, heading into these next couple weeks, do you have things specifically you're focusing on? Um, yeah, just um, training like the best I can Um, not only like the hardest, but like focusing on all the little things and, um, trusting myself and Matt, uh, especially Matt, just 
basically like listening to him and he's definitely helping me through this because it's, it's new for me for sure. Like SECs and um, like bigger schools and stuff and distance too. <laughs> do, you, do you know your planned event lineup for the SEC championships? Um, he didn't tell us yet, but I'm pretty sure it's, well, the mile, um, the 500 and the 200 free. Do you, do you train any other strokes besides freestyle? <laughs> Some days they will make me do like an IM set. And uh, I mean, it's fun, but I'm just not the best at other strokes. I'm, I think I'm only a freestyler. I've, I've tried, but I just can't yet. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> but well, Kristen, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me for a bit. It's been great to hear about your last year and about your swimming history. Uh, before we sign off today, any parting thoughts? Um, no, I'm just so thankful that you invited me today. Yeah, it's, it's been great having you on. Yeah, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.